bringing to light hidden revelations. Don't be deceived. Resource can be deceptive. When God told Moses, that stretch forth your road on a rock and water shall come out. Moses hit the rock. Water still came out. He got the resource, but God was displeased. So the fact that you are having resource does not mean God is pleased with you. Building faith through God's word. People say Christianity is all about ups and downs. It is never true. The Bible says we shall be the head and not the tail. So we don't go up and come down. Our life is not up and down. Our lives is up and up only. Impacting lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Say yes to the Lord. What have you been struggling by yourself? By strength shall no man prevail. If you allow the Holy Spirit, he will take you through. Welcome to Prophet Victor's podcast. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and brings you closer to God. Enjoy this message. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. Yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I have now forsaken them and I regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. Verse 8. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now, so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. Wow. To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boastings in the garbage heap. To truly know him, the Bible says, is letting go of my past. And so, knowing Christ means letting go of your past. If you have truly known Christ, then you don't have to hold on to your past. To truly know him means letting go of my past. Throwing away my past to the garbage. Many believers have accepted Christ as their Lord and personal Savior, yet they are still holding on to their past. They are still living in their past. And so you find people still praying against the generational curses. They are still praying against the curses of their family, their ancestors, and all that. The Bible says, when we become born again, all things became new, including the family you belong to was changed. And so you are no longer in the family of your ancestors. You are in the family of God. But people are still living in those realities. They are still living in their past. They are still living in what Christ has dealt with it. And so you find people praying against the generational curse. Oh, every curse in my family, every curse in my family, I break it, I break it, I break it. I don't know whether those curses are made up, that you have been breaking and they are so strong. Those curses left you the moment you received Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. The book of Corinthians says, we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. We are no more in our family. We are no more in our ancestors' case. We have received a new nature, a new family. We now belong to God. We are in God's family. 
The Bible said, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creator. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All things have passed away. Your past, your generational curses, they've all passed away. And the Bible said, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and verse 18. And now all things are of God. All things are of God. Your life, your destiny, your future, everything is of God. Everything is of God. Whatever that pertains to you is of God. Your finances is of God. Your marriage is of God. Your relationship is of God. Your life is of God. Your speech is of God. Everything, all things are of God. All things. All things. That is why I know for sure that you that is listening to me, you can never fail in life because your life is of God. Your life is of God. You don't owe your life again. God now owes your life. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. He talks about our life is hidden in Christ with God. Now, when Christ, who is our life, that is verse 3. When Christ, who is our life, appear, we shall appear with him. So if you are born again, your life is not yours. Your life is of God. Your life is Christ. So as Christ lives, so shall you live. That is why we have this song. He says, because he lives. I confess tomorrow because he So because he lives, we confess tomorrow. Why? Because our life is Christ. So if Christ is living, then we are living. Hallelujah. For truly knowing him, throwing away your past. When you come in contact with Christ, you don't owe your past. You throw away your past like a garbage you throw them away in a heap of garbage but many people are picking up the things we have thrown away on the altar when we accepted christ as our lord and personal savior we threw away everything your past your struggles that's why jesus said come all ye that are heavily laden and I will give you rest. Come, who is tired, who is poor, who is struggling, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. So in Christ, we have rest. So if you are still struggling, then you have not really encountered Christ. You have not really encountered Christ if you are still struggling in certain areas of your life. It means you have not let him to take total dominance of you. It means you are still holding on to things. You are still holding on to things. Truly knowing him means throwing away, throwing away. What have you been holding on to? Throw it away. Lay it on the altar and Christ will pick you up. Are you struggling in a certain area of your life? Lay it on the altar. You cannot experience deeper realms with God if you are still holding on to things. If you are still holding on to things, throw them. 
some of you, when you have beef with your friend, you have been holding the beef you had with your friend since last two years. You are holding on to past. Somebody did something and it hurt you. You are still holding on to it. You are still holding on to it. Let go of the past. The past is past. The past is past. The past is past. Don't hold on to it. Don't hold on to it. Truly knowing him means letting go of the past. Throwing them away. Dropping them on the altar. Tonight, God is going to lift some burdens of you. If you can let him, he will lift those burdens of your shoulders. He will lift them off your shoulders. The Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and you allow God, he's going to deliver you. He's going to lift you from that pain. He's going to lift you from whatever that you have been battling. If you truly know him, if you truly know Christ, then you let go of the past. If you truly know God, you forgive easily. If you truly know God, then you will not attack when someone do something to you. You will not go back after the person and attack the person. You find a Christian that I will show my true color. I will show you my true color. I never knew some Christians have two colors. Me, I have only one. I'm chocolate, that's all. I don't have any other color. You will see. Me, I will not forgive you. Me, I will not forgive you. That which you have done, you have not yet encountered God. If you are struggling with forgiveness, you have not yet known God. No, you have not yet. If you are struggling with anger issue, if you are struggling, you have not yet known God. Because when he comes, he takes care of everything. He wipes away, he delays that which does not belong to him and he plants new seed in your spirit that's why the bible says the fruit of the spirit is patience kindness love these are fruit of the spirit the fruit of the spirit i pray that tonight that the fruit of the spirit will begin to manifest in your life that you begin to experience god in a deeper way as you yield to him as you let go of the things you have been holding on to in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of the old. Behold, I do a new thing. Remember not the former things. What have you been remembered? How somebody treated you? How somebody impregnated you and he didn't take care of you? How somebody disappointed you? How your mother treated you. Remember not. Remember not your former things. Neither consider the things of the old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Until you let go of the past, you cannot see the new things God is doing. Until you release the past, you cannot embrace the new. Yeah, you can't. He first said, remember not the former things. Remember them not. Neither consider the things of the whole. Behold, I do a new thing. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? So he said, I will bring river in the desert. 
your dry finances will begin to receive river of raining riches and abundance if you let go of the past many people are holding on to the past and so they cannot know what god is about to do you see because a guy disappointed you you are holding on to that thing and you're always saying all men are the same all men are the same who asked you to try all of them who asked you to try all of them and besides you have not tried me as long as i know me and you we have not started any relationship so stop saying all men are the same you have not tried me let go of the past throw them away the fact that there is a counterfeit money in the system does not mean we stop using money you just have to be careful and check when the right one is given to you you will know the same in the relationship the fact that men have been disappointed men are not truthful doesn't mean everybody is like that because you are holding on to the past you suspect every man that proposed to you every man that come to say i want to be in a relationship with you that man is a suspect you have not released the past you have not let go of the past let go truly knowing him means letting go of the past letting go of the past yeah letting go of the past knowing god means letting go of everything from your past throwing them away like a garbage wow when you throw a garbage away you don't go and pick them back who has ever gone to throw a garbage away and has gone to the guy who picks them and said oh bring back my garbage i want to keep them in my room have you ever done that before if you don't do that then it means that when it time you throw anything away you don't have to go back and pick them in other words after throwing your past away don't go and pick them back many believers after receiving Christ they go back and pick up their past the things they left on the altar after receiving Christ they go to pick them back after receiving Christ they go and pick things back the pain the unforgiveness the anger they pick them back and those things they will weigh you down you cannot move forward in your christian work the reason why many christians are not growing spiritually is because they are holding on to the past they are holding on to it they are still holding on to it that is why they are not growing spiritually we need to release it the reason why you are battling with that challenge is because you are trying to deal with yourself you have not released it to god the bible said but strength shall no man prevail you cannot prevail by your own strength that is what the bible said it is not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the lord by strength shall no man prevail any challenge you try to deal with yourself you will fail you cannot you don't have the power you don't have the ability that is why god said put them on me put them on me koho faya shani mi on so sali case galatians chapter 5 verse 1 to 4 it says let me be clear let me be clear you see 
if there are things in your ears, begin to remove them. He says, let me be clear. Uh-huh. The anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Wow. He says that the anointed one has set us free, not partially, not partial freedom, but completely and wonderfully free. Completely and wonderfully free. And the Bible said, we must hold it. We must cherish it. Wow. Hallelujah. We must cherish this truth and stubbornly, stubbornly refuse to go back to the bondage of our past. We must stubbornly refuse it. Stubbornly. In other words, sometimes the past wants to come, but the way you are too stubborn that you refuse. No, I'm not going. I'm not going. Stubbornly refuse to go. Stubbornly. Kaboho fire. I love the word. Stubbornly. Stubbornly. You see, when you are raising little children, they become so stubborn that you tell, hey, don't go there. He said, I'm just coming from there. Don't touch this. Oh, I'm even holding it. So the Bible said that stubbornly refuse. Stubbornly refuse to go back to the bondage of your past. Why? Because you have been set free completely. So if you go back, it is you who are born back. Jesus has nothing to do with it. Some of you go and begin to pray against ancestral curses. It means you have gone back because you now believe that after you are born again, those curses can operate in your life. They can't operate in your life. They don't have the legal ground to operate in your life. He said, the prince of this world cometh, and he has nothing in me. He has nothing in me. So anytime that you begin to have thoughts of your past, your ancestral case, the thoughts of fear, the thoughts of so many negative stuff, you are creating a way for the devil to hunt you because these are of devil. So when devil finds fear in you, he has a legal ground to attack you. When devil finds you praying about your ancestral curse, he has a legal ground to attack you. So Jesus put it, the prince of this world cometh and he has nothing in me. I can boldly put on my chest the devil has nothing in me. Why? Because I have been born again. I have been born into the kingdom of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of blessed. I am not a child of curse. I am a child of anointing. I am not a child. I am a child of grace. I am not a child of law. I've been born into the family of God. For ye have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. We have come into unnumerable company of angels, and the spirit of just man make perfect. We have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and unnumerable company of angels. We are not in our family. Ho, ho, fry, We belong to God. We are in a family of God. We belong to Christ. 
That is where we are. That is who we are. We have to cherish the truth. We have to cherish it and stop only refuse. We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Christ became cursed that the blessing of Abraham will come upon us. We are not cursed. We are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. And you find Christians praying, Oh God, I want to be rich. I want to be rich. Riches is limited. A rich person is rich as the amount of money he has in his account. But we are not rich. We are blessed. A blessed person has all things. Look at the life of Jesus. Anytime that he needed something, he got it. When he needed a donkey, he got it without money. When he needed a chamber, he got it. A blessed person has everything he needs. That is what the Bible says. He has given us all things that pertain to life and God needs. We are blessed. We are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are not cursed. You are blessed. You are not cursed. You are blessed. You are not cursed. You are blessed. Convince yourself. Tell yourself, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I cannot fail. Because Christ lives in me. The life of Christ is in me. I can never be broke. I can never be broke. I can't be broke. It is not in my portion. It is not in my DNA to be broke. I don't force it. The past is gone. Throw them away. In the name of Jesus. You must cherish the truth of being free. You must cherish the truth of being set free. Refuse to go back to your past. Not only refuse. Circumstances will try to take you there, but refuse it. Sometimes challenges will try to take you there, but refuse it. Refuse it. Verse 2. I, Paul, tell you, if you think mm. there is benefit in circumcision and Jewish regulations, then you are acting mm. as though Jesus, the anointed one, is not enough. Anytime that you try to live by the law, you try to live by rules and regulation, what you are trying to say is Christ is not enough. Anytime that you try to add up into your salvation by your own strength, what you are saying is that Christ is not enough. Is that anytime you try to live by Jewish regulation, talking about the law, you are trying to say that Christ is not enough. Verse 3, I say it again emphatically. If mm -hmm. you let yourself be circumcised, you are obligated to fulfill every single one of the commandments and regulations wow. of the law. So anytime that you try to obey the law, then you are obligated to live by every single one of them. Can you? Live by, and the Bible said that in James, that when you forfeit one law, you are forfeit all. In other words, anytime that you break one law, you are broken all. So imagine, you can't live by it. Christ is enough. Christ is enough. Hallelujah. 
Verse 4. If you want to be mm-hmm. made holy by fulfilling the obligations of the law, you have cut mm-hmm. off more than your flesh. You have cut yourself off from the anointed one and have fallen away from the revelation of grace. Wow. Wow. If you try to live by the fulfillment or the obligations of the law, you have cut off your flesh and you have cut yourself from Christ. No wonder many people are struggling, holding on to their past, trying to obey the law. He said you have cut off yourself from Christ and you have fallen from the revelation of grace. Wow. You have fallen off from the revelation of grace. Grace said Christ did it all. The law said Christ is not enough. Try and add up. That is why we live under grace. One day I'm going to teach grace. And I believe that it's going to be powerful. Amen. We must release the past. Release it. Release it. Philippians 3, verse 12 to 15. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. But I run with passion into the abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and want me to discover. Wow. You see, I admit that I have no reach or I have no acquired absolute fulfillment of that I am pursuing. But I run with passion. I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. We run with passion. We run with passion. A passion must drive you in your Christian world. Run with passion. He said, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. Continue. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget Mm -hmm. all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. Wow. He said, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. Don't depend on your own strength. You cannot do it by your own strength. Paul said, I don't depend on my own strength to do this. I cannot do it by my own strength. My strength will fail me. The reason why you are failing is because you are trusting your strength. You are trusting your flesh. You are trusting your certificate. You are trusting your money. You are trusting your experience. You are trusting them. He said, I do not depend on my own strength to do this. However, I do have one compelling focus. Let something compel you. You have to have a compelling focus. Something to drive you. One compelling focus. What is that compelling focus? Forget all of the past and fasten my heart into the future instead. Wow. The compelling focus that drives Paul was letting go of the past and facing the eyes on the future instead. You see, when you see people who are running race, their focus, their gaze is on the finish line. No matter how the fans are cheering them up, 
they will not turn to look at them. They are gaze, they are focused, their compelling focus is on the finish line. Many of us are looking aside, we are not focusing, we are allowing things to draw our attention. We don't have focus on the future. Relationship has taken our attention. Money has taken our attention. The worldly problem has taken our attention. We don't have compelling focus. Our jobs have taken our attention. Things that will perish away are the things that have taken our attention. We don't have a compelling focus. No wonder your life is up and down because you don't have focus. The Bible said, where there is no vision, the people perish. In other words, if you have vision, you cannot perish. What is your compelling focus? What is compelling you? What is driving you to the future? Are you being driven by somebody's love? Or you are being driven by God's love? What is your compelling focus? Some of you, when it comes to business, you do everything possible. But when it comes to prayer, you give excuses. What is your compelling focus? Compelling focus. Paul said, I have only one compelling focus. Only one. Some of us, we have many things. Trying to focus them, you will be confused. You cannot get it right. You've got to have only one compelling focus. And that compelling focus is doing everything possible to let go of the past and feasting your eyes on the future instant. What has God said concerning your marriage? Stop looking at the troubles and look at the future of it. What has God said concerning your relationship? Look at the future of it and stop looking at the things that are happening. What has God said? concerning your future, that you'll be rich. Stop focusing on the money you don't have now and fix your eyes on the riches. The Bible says, we look not on the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are internal. Our eyes are on the glory. The Bible said that we are compassed with such a great crowd of witness. Lay aside every weight and every sin that easily beset us and looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus. Our compelling focus should be Christ because we are all looking forward to be like Christ. We are all looking forward to meet him one day. He should be our compelling focus. Christ should be the main focus. Not business, not money. Not marriage, not relationship, not schooling. They are all good. But let's not allow ourselves for this thing to be our focus. Our focus should be Christ. Paul said, when I came to you, I determined to know not any other thing but Christ and him being crucified. The passing verse says that when I came, I did not want to know any other business except Christ and his crucifixion. Christ should be the compelling focus. 
Verse 14, I ran straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. Wow. He said, I ran straight. Not going there and coming here. Going there and coming here. Straight. I ran straight. Kaboho Pradishaka. I run straight for the divine invitation. There is a divine invitation that you should run after. Not what the word is sending to you. Some of you, when you receive the wedding invitation, the way you run to the event, Paul said, I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal, not earthly goal. Our focus should be the heavenly goal. That should matter a lot in our lives. Heavenly goal. And gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. Kahavaya. Verse 15. Mm-hmm. So let all who are fully matured have this same passion. And let all those who are fully matured have this passion. What passion? The compelling focus of running to receive the heavenly Christ. The compelling passion. We should all have this passion. We should all be stirred up with this passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. I pray that if you are not gripped by these desires, may God reveal them to you. Tonight, this is the prayer we are going to pray. Amen. The prayer we are going to pray tonight that if you are not gripped by these desires, oh God, Kahushaya, reveal to me, reveal to me. I want you to begin to pray right now. I want you to lift your voice and begin to pray. You are praying that if you are not gripped by these desires, oh God, you are praying that, oh God, reveal them to me, reveal them to me. Oh, I want to have only one focus by focusing on the heavenly Christ and letting go of the past. In the name of Jesus, lift your voice and begin to pray. If you are listening to me and you are not born again, you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you died and rose up again. From today, I accept you as a Savior and the Lord of my life. From today, I am born again. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed this prayer, you are born again. You're a child of God. Your name is in the book of life. Join any Bible-based church and keep God first place. Your life will never be the same again. We'd also like to walk with you through this new journey of salvation. You can reach us through our email at prophetvictorcoffee at gmail.com. It is written in the description box below. Or inbox us on any of our social media platforms and our team will follow up on you. So find us on YouTube at The Voice of Revival Kabasha, on Instagram at The Voice underscore of Revival, and on Facebook at The Voice of Revival. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've been blessed. If you have, kindly share it with somebody. Help us spread the gospel of Christ. Don't just eat. Plant the word in somebody else's life. Hit share. Hit subscribe. Follow us on podcast too. Thank you for being connected to this ministry. May you bear much fruit. God bless you.